Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Today we are going to be discussing something that I'm sure most of you never heard of. It's called orofacial myofunctional therapy. And thankfully, we have an expert with us, a very well-read, very well-educated therapist that's going to be educating us as to what this whole field of study encompasses. Victoria Wright, thank you for joining me. Absolutely happy to be here. Okay, tell us a little bit about what this is. Orofacial myofunctional therapy is a therapy that improves the function of the oral cavity and the facial muscles for improved function and for improved growth and development in children. There are approximately 32 orofacial myofunctional disorders. The ones that will stand out that are most familiar to the audience is mouth breathing versus nasal breathing. Mm. A chronic open mouth posture, a low tongue rest posture, tongue thrust, either anterior or bilateral, oral ties, which would include tongue tie, lip tie, or buckle ties. The poor muscle function will affect atypical swallowing, chewing disorders, uh, facial muscle dysfunction, hypotonic masseters, which is a facial muscle. It can be affected by tonsils and adenoids. Temporomandibular joint dysfunction is sometimes one of the disorders that is a complication of of some of these existing disorders. Sleep disorders, sleep apnea. So the consequence of having some of these malfunctions, if you will, or maladaptive characteristics is sleep apnea, sleep disorders. Correct. And then there's bruxism, which includes clenching and grinding. Snoring, malocclusions of the teeth. If the tongue is not postured properly on the roof of the mouth, it's a natural retainer, then the teeth can be crooked. So far, you've mentioned just about everybody I know. <laughs> everybody I know has one of these. Why are you smiling? <laughs> no, because you're absolutely correct. I mean, I have now patients who, you know, are in the process of eliminating or improving their myofunctional disorders and most of the time about you know just a few sessions into their therapy they'll say i see it everywhere i go people with their mouths open you know and breathing through their mouth and you know they they are correcting it in themselves and now they're seeing it everywhere they go what's the appropriate way to breathe in through the nose in and out through the nose really Mm -hmm. i had no idea Could this be a contributing factor to anxiety disorders, learning disabilities, depression, anxiety attacks? Could any of these malfunctions or maladaptive, I should say, or structural issues manifest in these behavioral problems and really that people are experiencing with their children? Well, I'm not a doctor, I'm a therapist, so technically I can't diagnose and I can't confirm, yes, absolutely, what you're saying is is a truth. But whenever you have disorders to the degree that we're talking about, 
it's an integrative process. So it affects the whole body. For instance, the, the tongue... The tongue is an organ made up of multiple muscles, and the fascia that wraps the tongue muscle or organ attaches all the way to the bottom of our feet. Hmm. So if you have a, a wrongly functioning tongue or a restricted tongue, then it affects your whole body. It can result in structural issues, uh, asymmetry, chronic pain, maladaptive function, so, you know, the general answer to your question is, yes, it will have an influence on the function of the body of the person with the disorder. Understanding functional medicine becomes really important in taking an active part in facilitating our own healing, doesn't it? Absolutely. We are our own best advocates. You said something interesting before we started the podcast, and you said this was developed during the 15th century in Italy and widely used in Europe and in Brazil. Yes. Why did it take so long to get here to the United States in the last 40, 50 years? Well, why it took so long, I don't know the answer to. It just did. In general healthcare, we don't know what we don't know, and it took a while for it to you know, get into our knowledge realm and now it's you know we have a few thousand therapists in the united states and growing it's starting it's growing and it's starting to creep into the standard of care interesting is it covered by insurance it hasn't been covered by insurance until just recently i have two specific patients that have their medical insurance has paid a considerable amount of the expense who would call you what would they be feeling? Why would I be inclined to call you? What would I be experiencing? Well, if you or you have a loved one or a friend or family member who's mouth breathing, that has health ramifications. If we're not breathing through our nose, we're not getting the maximum production of nitric oxide, which is produced behind our sinuses. Nitric oxide is a natural antimicrobial, and when you... Um, don't breathe through your nose, you're, you're breathing through your mouth and you're getting air that's full of microbes versus filtered. Breathing through your nose also humidifies the air. The nitric ox- oxide also can affect the relaxation of the smooth muscles in the body. So there's a lot of benefit to breathing through the nose versus the mouth. You're not breathing air that's contaminated. You're breathing filtered air, humidified air, air that's now moisturized and less microbes are not taxing the immune system. So if you're listening, you want to really be careful and think about how you breathe. I'm thinking of one of my grandchildren that has had difficulty sleeping from day one. Just tough time getting her to sleep. Would orofacial myofunctional therapy be something we would consider for you to evaluate her? And what would that look like? Patients, toddlers, for example, a child, right, or an infant. Infants, child, children, even adults of any age, if they have sleep disorders, they could possibly benefit from orofacial myofunctional therapy. Depends on what is causing the sleep disorder. But I do have several patients with sleep apnea. They've been through the sleep studies, overnight sleep studies, the polysomnograms, whether that be adult or children, the pediatric polysomnograms, and There are some, a certain population, that are not compatible with the treatments, like a CPAP or a BiPAP machine. 
So myofunctional therapy, when we strengthen the muscles of the oral cavity and the behind the back of the tongue and the pharynx, that can sometimes help people and not necessarily to need or be dependent on those machines. But it, in, a, in a case with a child, I'm sure I have a lot of parents listening, thinking about this. Maybe their kids are having some of the symptoms. You gave me an interesting sheet here. What causes OMDS? Many things, including, but not limited to, allergies and large tonsils. I wonder how many people got their tonsils removed when it, the problem could have been resolved with Mouth, this. Not mouth breathing, yes. Excessive thumb or finger object sucking, pacifier or bottle usage sometimes, prolonged perhaps, tongue tie or lip tie, you mentioned that earlier, parafunctional habits, what are those? And genetics, of course, but what's a parafunctional habit? A parafunctional habit is when we're discussing particularly muscle function, so it's when a muscle uh, functions doing the job of a different muscle. So is it like a compensating yes, it's a, a workaround? Compens- it's a compensatory um, condition, yes. Potential signs or symptoms of OMD. This might be helpful for people. Tongue thrust, tongue tie, lip tie. We mentioned some of those. Mouth breathing. We mentioned that. Drooling. I thought that was interesting. Nail biting. Interesting. That's very common, right? So a person goes to see you as a therapist. What is the evaluation process? What does it look like? An OMD, an orofacial myofunctional disorder assessment, typically takes a minimum of 90 minutes. It's broken into three parts from a very comprehensive health history, laborative clarifying health history. Then we do a physical examination, and then we do several photos and videos. And from that information that I glean, I can create customized treatment recommendation depending on what disorders are being presented at the time. Is it something people do at home? No, they do it either in office or virtually. Oh, that's nice. So if somebody is in the East Coast, for example, we're in California, you can do the therapies with them. And what is the cost and how long is the therapy session? Well, currently an assessment in Southern California for a 90-minute assessment is 300 to $350. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the treatment recommendation will determine the cost. It's not a blanket fee that this is what the, co- the cost of the fee is. What's the, the range? It's probably between 150 and $250 a session. And how long do they generally last? Ballpark. Uh, oh, somewhere between 45 minutes, an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Plus, then there's the preparatory time going into the session also. What does that entail? Well, for the therapist, for me, then I'm building a customized therapy recommendation for the patient. It's not a cookie cutter where everybody's doing the same thing. Right. And how long, on an average, person expect... When do people begin to see results, I guess? Well, there's a neurological component to these disorders, and it, again, depends on what it is our findings are in the assessment. But I would say that the treatment recommendation is usually months and could be phases, phases like one, two, or three, which if a patient is recommended to see a phase, it would be eight to 10 weeks weekly. Mm -hmm. And then... 
You say there are neurological factors, disorders associated with this. What might those be? Well, you know how you mentioned that there's a genetic component on the list you just read? Mm -hmm. So we have mirror neurons. I'm a patient right now. She's an adult, and she just realized that she has the same myofunctional disorder habits that her father has. She was visiting him, and Mm -hmm. she was with him, and she's like, I do that. I do that because you do that. So she watched him do that his whole life, and now she does it. So from the mirror neurons, she's developed a habit pattern that is detrimental to her health. So she would be evaluated, go through the treatments, protocols, and she would begin to see some kind of change yes. in her health patterns. That's yes. fascinating. Learning disabilities. Do you find that this is can be instrumental in kids struggling with ADHD? Multiple courses that I've taken in the last few years, the speakers have mentioned multiple times that 80% of patients with ADD or ADHD could have orofacial myofunctional disorders Mm. and not be needing the medications that are being recommended for them. But breathing is such an essential part of our health. If you're not not as profitable than all the drugs we've put the kids on and adults. And then you have the side effects. So then we have to treat the side effects. Then you have the depression. Then you have the anxiety. Then you have the sleep problems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. This could be an incredible. See, if you're not breathing properly, you're not getting the right amount of oxygen to the cell or to the brain. That affects cognition. That affects sleep. It affects mood. If your tongue isn't functioning properly on the roof of your mouth, you're not getting the maximum secretion of neurotransmitters from the brain. So if you're not getting the maximum amount of serotonin, it affects your mood. So it's all connected. It's all connected, which is why I named my business Integrative Myofunctional Therapy, because it affects the whole body. That's right. And has implications Absolutely. on each person's life. Mm-hmm. I love these discussions because I think they're are volumes, volumes, and you brought a stack of them with you, of resources Mm -hmm. that we must introduce our listening audience to, to displace the confusion, chaos, and dis-ease often Mm -hmm. of the things that are either derailing their personal life, derailing their relationships, and certainly affecting the lives of their partners, their children, their co-workers, whatnot. So this information becomes so valuable. Would you mind sharing some of your resources with us so our listening audience can decide which book resonates with them? Just a, a little commentary on each book would be great. So there's three books that I can recommend anyone who wants to understand what the oral facial myofunctional disorders are and how we got to where we are at. The first one is Jaws by Sandra Kahn. And it gives you the story of a hidden epidemic. It really gives you an understanding of how anthropologically we got to where we're at. What's the hidden epidemic? Well, it's the myofunctional disorders as far as and, and airway issues. There's a lot of airway impingement for, for a variety of reasons. Second book is called Gasp, and it's by Michael Gelb and Howard Hinden. And it's Airway Health, The Hidden Path to Wellness. And then... 
I love the title of this one. I just think it's fun. It's called Six Foot Tiger, Three Foot Cage. Take Charge of Your Health by Taking Charge of Your Mouth. Wow. Holistic That's a great mouth, title. I know. Holistic Mouth Solutions for Sleep Apnea, Deficient Jaws, and Related Complications. And when you hear that word deficient jaws, you're basically referring to airway by Dr. Felix Liao. Which is your favorite and why? I would say jaws. Like, I, I like to read know why things, and I feel like there's more of a, an anthropological journey in jaws, giving you a better idea of why we got to where we're at. I'd like everyone in our listening audience to go to your website. Would you share that with us? And I know you have a myriad of resources there. So my website, my business is called Integrative Myofunctional Therapy. Dot com. If you click on the resources tab, three pages will open up. A page for parents, a page for patients, and a page for professionals. On the parents page, there are multiple videos, and there's a lot of information on all three of those pages, but there's a couple of videos that I think you might benefit from as a listener. On the parent page, there's one called... Finding, Finding Connor Deegan. Deegan. <laughs> and this it's is, uh, his mom, Valerie Deegan's journey from thinking that her son had some serious issues that were really difficult to um, get under control when the end result was that he needed intervention for airway obstruction, sleep disorders. That really made a difference in his health and his life and his, for his family. When you said she thought he had various issues, give us a few of the issues she thought, just for the sake of our listening audience. Well, she had her son evaluated, and they wanted to label him, and she didn't want her son labeled. Oppositional defiant syndrome, I believe, is what it came up with in the video. But watch the video with a box of Kleenexes, because it's really moving, and the family's journey is is really inspirational. Finding Connor Deegan. Yes. Okay. We're all going to watch it. Deegan is D-E-E-G-A-N. And then also there's a video called Your Child and Sleep Disordered Breathing. That's on my website also. And that just gives you another um, journey as far as how we got to where we're at and things to pay attention to. You know, there used to be, it used to be so cute to see, oh, look at the little baby sleeping with the mouth hanging open. And you go, oh, she's so cute, look. And then that's not cute. The baby has some really serious growth and development potential issues and has to be breathing through their nose, not their mouth. My next question, give me three, four, five simple signs that people can look for, not only in themselves, but in others. Well, the biggest one is mouth breathing. That's number one, capital number one. And then if you have issues with sleep, that should be also evaluated Grinding and clenching, it's a really important aspect that has a lot of compensatory complications. The postures, we deal with posture as myofunctional therapists. We deal with breathing as myofunctional therapists. Posture as in the way people stand or sit well, it, or how posture, they hold their shoulders. Posture affects airway. Airway affects oxygen. Oxygen affects brain function. Oxygen to the cell. Oxygen to the brain, which affects cognition, which affects sleep. So everything is all interconnected. It's really interesting because one of our kids had problems with allergies since almost day one. And then we noticed that her, the shape of her face began to change a little yes. bit. 
And then we noticed that when from allergies to the shape of her face to how she walked and yes. held herself up, and we're watching this kind mm-hmm. of collapse, not collapse, but continued to change. How would you help an adult, for example, in that? Well, it's the same. It's actually the same for children and adults. The body wants to keep you alive. The body wants you to be breathing healthily. So if the airway is at all obstructed for a variety of reasons, the head moves forward to open up the airway. When Mm -hmm. the head is positioned on a straight airway above your spinal column, it weighs maybe 10 pounds. As it moves forward... To open up the airway, it gets heavier, and it puts a strain on the spinal column, on all of the musculature, all of the you know the skeleton. So, posture and and position makes a huge difference on on comfort and and growth and development in kids. Comfort, chronic pain. Practically speaking, I'm thinking of professionals. I'm thinking of moms with multiple children. I'm thinking of myself or just so many people that I know, we don't have time for, you know, three, four, five, six months of physical therapy to get on a Zoom call or Skype call. Is there something practical that people can do to begin to open those airways? Some physical therapy things that is there a website is there a youtube channel that explains for example i was speaking to someone the other day i was with one of my board of advisors two of them actually and we were having dinner and during the course of our discussion the context and everything of the things we were talking about were significant my jaw i could feel it completely shift it immediately impacted my capacity to breathe as well. Mm-hmm. And the pain, I could feel that my jaw was out of place. So I thought, oh, I just have to go get it snapped back into place. I'd never experienced anything like that before. It was very uncomfortable. And then before I knew it, I couldn't get in for a few days, right? Because I was too busy and I had too many things to do. And then I realized, mm, this is very interesting. It's wanting to settle where it adjusted to. Then I began to think, wow, how many micro movements has it taken for my jaw to contract that I haven't noticed and how much obstruction, in fact, has taken place in, in the structure of my face and my neck. I just noticed that my neck's leaning forward too much. and I, I'm just noticing these structural changes. But the more I think about it, listening to you integrate breathing into this equation, that this has probably been positioning me for that jaw malfunction (laughs) for some time. It's probably been my breathing that's led, that's compromised the structure. Well, the book that I would recommend related to breathing, the author, Patrick McCowan, he's written several books. He studied under Dr. Buteko in Russia, who's no longer with us, but Patrick was brilliant. He was brilliant, and Patrick has picked up the torch, and he has been teaching us all over the world for decades. My favorite of his books is called The Oxygen Advantage. It really helps us understand why breathing is important and how to breathe properly. And this particular book is one that will help athletes with their improve their performance. Interesting. So breathing 
is an essential component. And there's a lot of different people well, out no there speaking. Well, there's no life without breath. <laughs> yeah, it's our life, right? Yeah, but it's how we breathe. It really does make a difference. And there's a lot of, you know, people out there talking about breathing. But it's really important that you breathe through your nose and exhale out your nose. And if you have an interest in learning about the Buteco breathing method, I'm a certified Buteco re-educator. I incorporate that in my oral facial myofunctional therapy. Is this but the this book? book is a book that I think it comes in audio and then a hardcover or softcover. So is this a book that our listening audience could work on some technique things themselves? Yes. Before they... Yes. Or a person, for example, who's traveling, who's writing, who's speaking, who's yes. really just busy. It mm-hmm. is good. And then, of course, but I want to comment to what you're talking about. I'm so glad you want to comment on what I just said because one of the shifts that I'm seeing in mental health, and certainly I'm a part of it, and in allopathic medicine, and certainly I'm a part of that conversation in functional medicine is we see that there's a necessary shift to what can we do now to begin. Of course, we have to see the therapist. Of course, we need an evaluation. Of course, all of these things. But how can we begin to empower people to find hope and start doing something where they're at? we We have to recognize that there's a issue or a problem in order to begin to be motivated to fix it, whatever it is, whether it's physical, medical, psychological, emotional, emotional mm-hmm. spiritual. Exactly. You mentioned PT, like physical therapy, but oral facial myofunctional therapy is different from physical therapy. How? Well, it addresses um, the oral and facial musculature in a way that physical therapists aren't specifically trained for. So it is its own niche as far as a allied health professional as far as the busyness is what i wanted to address you know i'm 70 years old i have five adult children living in five states four are married three have children i have 12 grandchildren i have only one regret in 70 years and that is that i didn't do a better job of taking care of myself you are so right so when we say we're too busy you know, what's a quick fix? I kind of, I kind of stop, I, I stop hard on that one because there's nothing more important than our health. Of course, our souls, but, you know, and to, to busy ourselves to the point where self-care is negligible or, you know, the, the leftovers, I question the rightness of that. Yeah, I agree 100%. I don't think there is a quick fix for anything, actually. <laughs> There just isn't. I think, and are there some practical things people can do? For example, I often deal with people that call me or call us when they're in crisis, either cancer, autoimmune diseases, psychological, spiritual, just a myriad of emotional things, or companies are about to collapse, or the CEO, CFOs are having nervous breakdowns, moral compromise, intellectual issues of intellectual property, legals, just a number of things. But I can practically begin to tell them something in one short conversation, right, that they can begin to do immediately when they hang up the phone with me. Is there, in closing, is there that one thing that you would tell 
people besides obvious the symptoms and the things you just reviewed, but is there something practical people could do immediately beyond pay attention to how you're breathing? Close your mouth. Okay. Keep your lips closed. And? In some ways, that's easy, and in other ways, it's not, because when the neurological component is involved, let's say, you know, a... Let's say a child was breathing through their nose regularly and then they got allergies or cold and then they couldn't breathe through their nose so they started breathing through their mouth. The majority of the population, once the allergies or the cold is resolved, they go back to the correct nasal breathing. But there's a certain percentage that don't. So that's what we need to help them with. Exactly. Because repattern and create new neural pathways so that they can go back to breathing through their nose. It'll affect growth and development. You'll have a high palate and a long, narrow face if a child is mouth breathing for an extended period of time. And if they have chronic allergies, for example. They need to see an allergist and they need to address it. So that nasal patency, breathing through the nose, is really essential to health for everyone, children and adults. Cognitive and Mm -hmm. physiological health. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're going to make your information available to everyone. I'm certainly going to think deeply about how I breathe. And I'll make an appointment with you. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome, All right, everyone. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.